Hi, and welcome to The Book Place. I'm Salem Buchanan. And I'm Mercy Case. We're two sisters talking all about books, reading, and what's bringing us joy right now. Each week, we'll talk about our current reads and then go in-depth on one bookish topic. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Book Place, episode 16. Um, we are very excited to have you here. I'm here with Salem. Hello. <laughs> I am here too. <laughs> we are, I'm very excited about our episode today. We are talking as usual, our current reads and our deep dive discussion this week is on how we track our reading and where, like how we read basically. Yeah. Is that right, Sarah? Yep. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> um, and then we'll talk about as usual, what's bringing us joy. But I did want to share one little uh, <laughs> listener feedback from our episode two weeks ago, Unpopular Bookish Opinions. If you haven't listened, that's episode 14. Um, so we had a listener who is actually our sister. <laughs> who happens to be related to us. Yes. But living in the UK. Um, say that her unpopular bookish opinion is that she hated the character of Harry Potter and she wanted him to die. <laughs> I love it. She said she only read the first three books because the character annoyed her so much. <laughs> Which, after having some discussion between Sal and I, we kind of semi-agree with. He is a bit He is annoying. a bit annoying. He makes some stupid decisions. And we think the honest. hero should be Hermione. Um, <laughs> so Not to say her. we don't like Harry Potter. No. <laughs> but That's she really, without, the, without her, they would have died. In book <laughs> Absolutely. <one. laughs> I think most made a good um, good little side note to say that the the what are they called side characters in Harry oh, Potter yeah. really make the series the supporting characters are absolutely the best. yeah yeah so that's good <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun little uh, unpopular opinion if you have any we would love to hear yeah them. <laughs> we want to hear more this is fun <laughs> also I have to note that after our um, talk with Brad Mercy's mm. husband last week just letting you know we're uh, recording at Mercy's house right now and yeah. Brad's just about to go off for his second <laughs> float. float session. <laughs> Which one, I'm slightly jealous of, to yeah, be honest. He is 100% an addict now. <laughs> I love it. He's caught the float fever. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, so we are going to get into our current read. Sal, do you want to kick us off? I sure do. I've got a great one for you. It is maybe a little known fact, although my family know this about me quite well, that I am a bit... As a, a youngster, as a teenager, I was really obsessed with anything to do with SAS and survival. <laughs> I think we've even talked about this on the podcast before. Versus, maybe it's not little known anymore. Yeah, it's well known. Um, so my book that I read, <clears throat> excuse me, is called The Crossroad by Mark Donaldson, who is a VC recipient, a Victoria Cross mm. recipient. Um, he is like, so it's his um biography autobiography is that where they write it themselves yep. yes <laughs> i should know that <laughs> trust us guys with your book recommendations yeah that's you right know what we're talking about totally <laughs> it's easy to get confused right <laughs> um so yeah he writes this one it's true story of him and he grew up in the small town of like dorigo in the near the blue mountains i've been to dorigo i went to a wedding Have there you? two years ago yeah. oh it's so cool um, anyway, he grows up after being an <laughs> sorry, side fact. <laughs> after being like he goes through some rough time, rough times in mm. his childhood, and he's a bit of a turd to be honest. <laughs> like he's he's like not great. Yeah, uh, he has some turbulent times as a teenager and or does turbulent. Some... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> Keep going. Um, he goes through some tragic circumstances. But anyway, eventually he ends up this is still cracking it over here. <sighs> oh, it's a good start. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> He enters the military and he has this really um, like a sole purpose of joining the SAS regiment Mm. or special air service, as I like to say. I didn't know that's what it stood for. Yes. Amazing. Um, Anyway, he ends up doing that and he describes his training and all. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, He ends up in Afghanistan like multiple times and after a specific battle, um, he was awarded the Victoria Cross and so he, you know, he sort of gets all these accolades and gets to meet the Queen and, like, Ooh. all this stuff. But my favourite parts in it were him just recounting his childhood because it is just so Australian. It's really? like the quintessential Australian childhood. Aww. And it was really like, yes, that's what it Nostalgia. was like. Yeah, yeah, it was so, so good. And I just loved how humbly he writes, like, yeah. even though he is well recognized in those circles and and got all this these accolades and things mm. like that met the queen like i said and he just is so humble and just like i don't know what everyone's going on about almost yeah right. um like i didn't do you know much mm. which is so australian i think yeah. <laughs> anyway um it was a five star read i oh. really enjoyed it okay i know and that's i think yeah it wasn't something that i would have normally picked up because I just found it on Audible, yeah. like a deal, like a yeah, sale yeah. thing. Um, Those are the best ones often because they're very low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> well, the narration was so good. Mm. It was narrated. Narrate? No, it was narrated by David Trednick, I think his name is. Mm. And um, he, but I thought it was him because he was just so good at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just really good narration. It's got language in it, just yep. typically, but mm. Um, just a warning for you, but it yeah. was really good. Yeah, I nice. really. If you like a good autobiography, yeah, um, definitely one to look at. What was, was his name? Uh, Mark Donaldson. Mark Donaldson. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I it was love really good. Things. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. Yeah, not as much as Salem does. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your first one? My first one is called. Is one that's been um a pop like a day. De- I think it's a debut novel. This, this year just come out like in June or something called yeah. The Jane Austen Society by Natalie Jenner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, based around a group of people in the village of Chawton in England, which is where Jane Austen lived, like it was her last place she lived and wrote. I think she oh. wrote Persuasion there. Okay. From what I remember. Um, so these a group of villagers who live in Chawton just after the Second World War and it's sort of the story of how each of them has situations that they need to overcome and their kind of love of Jane Austen brings them together and they form a little society to sort of keep her memory and legacy alive. Um, And they each kind of go through each of their backstory, how each of them have used Austen to like overcome things. (laughs) Um, So it was a nice little story. Like it was quite sweet. Mm. Um, Nothing major happens really. (laughs) Um, And I think this one, like it was a little hard for me to get into because I, I was reading it at, as my pre-bedtime book and I kept falling asleep. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, Just I two pages up. at a time. Yeah, <laughs> really, it was really hard to keep track of what was happening because it kind of jumps. It's one of those ones where each chapter is a different time and a different month. Mm. Um, so I'm like, where, where am I now? <laughs> yeah. But once I kind of got past the first 50 pages because that was sort of the picking up and putting down that I was doing, then I was like, I need to dedicate some proper time to this. Yeah. So then once I, you know, had a few more chunks of time, it was much easier to understand. And it was like a, it was a sweet little story. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but it was a nice, like, um, 
easy read. It could be a good beach read and yep. very like nostalgic in its, you know, use of Jane Austen and how they all love her. And there's like all different, a movie star, a doctor, a mm. like young widow. And yeah, so it's, that's a nice little story. Yeah, it's, I quite liked. It's one on my TBR and I saw it, I think in Big W, you can just get it in Big oh, really? W. Yeah. Mm. So it's definitely out there now. Yeah. I got good. mine. I think I was the first person to get it from the library. Oh, wow. So it's very new and <laughs> shiny. No uh, <laughs> coronavirus. <stuff>. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the library's very careful. Yes. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the Jane Austen Society by Natalie Jenner. Great. My second mm. read this week is called The Switch by Beth O'Leary. Oh, this is on my list also. I'm yeah, well, they were both hear. on Modern Mrs. Darcy's summer reading guide. Yes. And I have to say it's one that I actually did like. Oh, good. <laughs> so I know. We've been sort of a bit We have been a that. bit um, disappointed with a couple of them, but this was really enjoyable. It was uh, – it's – Sorry, the story is set with um, Eileen, who is a 79-year-old grandma living in a little country town, and it sort of switches back between her and her granddaughter, Lena, um, and she lives in London. And so Lena's a working woman. She has a high, you know, powered job that's busy, keeps her on her toes. Anyway, they both have had a rough year after some family time, and Lena gets um, sort of... She gets put on like mandatory furlough for two months because she has a bit of a breakdown. And so they decide to switch lives. And so Lena's heading off to the country and her grandma's going to London because she's always wanted to live there. And she wants to meet a man. (laughs) So this (laughs) 79-year-old, yeah. (laughs) And so um, she sets her up on this uh, like uh, online dating. Yeah. (laughs) It's really fun. Um, It was fun and light. But it still dealt with some hard issues, which mm. was good. Um, sort of kept it balanced yeah. in that way. Um, I loved most the characters. Like yeah. they had the romance side of things and that was nice too. But I really loved um, actually like Eileen and Lena, particularly the grandma. She just yeah. had so much like oomph. <laughs> yeah, she was really spunky and she like gets things done. I loved it. Um, it was really enjoyable and yeah. I plan to read. She has a first novel called The Flat Chair that came oh, yeah. out last year, I think, and I really, I've got that already from the oh. library, so I plan to read that one too. Look at you go. There is a, like, just a little bit of a trigger warning, some sesa times. <laughs> Nothing. <open> door. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all, but it's just a few, like, innuendo things. Oh. So don't know how people feel about yeah. that sometimes, but. On that note, really quickly, <laughs> is this was from several weeks ago. But I needed. I I realized afterwards that I hadn't given a a warning about a book that I recommended that had very much an open door scene in it. Oh, so I just want to say that <laughs> sorry, now. I'm sorry if you've already read it, but Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner <laughs> has one scene right in the middle that is maybe like two pages, very explicit. Okay. So just skip on over <laughs> yeah, if right. you're not into that. Um, but I realized I hadn't said it afterwards, and I was like, oh no, people are gonna like. <laughs> Because I think I recommended it quite, you know, generously, so people might pick it up. Um, and it does have a little open door. Good to know. But, um, <laughs> sorry, I just hijacked your description. Then. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> that was the switch by Beth O'Leary. Yeah. So that was a good one. Excellent. Do you have a? Next oh, I one? have a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to move on. We're doing really well this morning. <laughs> we are a bit all over the shop. Um. So my second one is so after last week when we were talking about books to movies, mm-hmm. we you was 
describing sale or the Agatha Christie, <laughs> uh, David Suchet <laughs> series of Poirot. Yep. So I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. As you do. As yeah. I do. Um, and so I borrowed a couple of books from the library of Agatha Christie ones that I hadn't read. So yep. um, the one I read this week was actually a Miss Marple one called They Do It With Mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm not going to tell you too much about it because it's an Agatha Christie. They're all fairly formulaic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a very enjoyable read. Um, Did but... you guess who it was? No, I didn't actually. Oh, good. She's very good at that. She is very good. <laughs> um, but she also writes in a way that you like details you couldn't possibly know, yeah. uh, like revealed at the end, which I kind of love. It's just yeah. so easy. <laughs> um, but yeah. then I also watched... Murder on Your Own Express, the new, the new version, one, yep. the new version nice. with Kenneth Branagh. Yep. And then I discovered <laughs> that on YouTube, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but on YouTube, but I'm gonna. <laughs> there are a bunch of full Poirot movies. So I watched oh. Death on the Nile as well. On the David Suchet one. The David one? Suchet one oh. with Emily Blunt. It has Emily Blunt before yes. she was anyone really. really. famous, yeah. Um, so I, I discovered that. <laughs> Who owns that? I do. Do you? Oh, yes. I own quite a few. Oh, I should just come and borrow them. Yeah. But I found, yeah, I found them on YouTube. <laughs> so I was like, how can I watch these? They're not on any streaming service, yeah. really. Yeah. Library. Um, library. Library. Little shout out. I know. Sale, <laughs> always. <laughs> I realise that DVDs is so, like, old school now, yeah. but, you know, I it's love them. still. Yeah. I've still got a player. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So anyway, that was my deep dive. And so because of that, I have now got a couple of Agatha Christie books to read because they're Great. just so easy and quick and yeah. a nice little I know I'm going to enjoy it I it's still just, enjoy the thrill of like I'm going to guess who it is I can never pick how they do it yeah because she does like you say she has like she gives away these little things at the very end you're yes. like how did I know that yeah how could I possibly but know? I do like thinking yeah that's the person who did it yeah don't yeah. know how they yeah. did it but yeah it's fun so yeah, well, love it. Good. Those were our current reads for this week. Mm. So we're going to get into our deep dive, yeah. which today is about tracking your reading and how you do that, what um, platforms or formulas you use, whether you, yeah. So let's discuss a bit about yeah. what are the ways you've heard of people tracking their reading yeah. and then we'll chat about like what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Got any thoughts? Well, um, the main one that I probably know of that is the most common would be like Goodreads, I think. Yep. Um, where you can, for anyone who doesn't know, I don't know, there are people who don't know. <laughs> um, Let us enlighten it's a, you. <laughs> basically a social media, but not really, I don't really use it for the friends aspect. I use it for the um, finding every book you can imagine is on there. Yeah. Basically look it up, can add it to a want to read list or to a you have read it list or to a currently reading list. Um, <clears throat> and so it's how I keep all my books that I want to read in one place because otherwise I forget and I have hundreds on there. So yeah. it means that if I'm in a bookshop or in a library, mm. I can be like, what was on that list and see if it's there. Yeah. Um, and it does also help like I see what other people are reading and so then I go, oh, that looks interesting, add that to my list. Mm. And then it has helped me like, yeah, keep a track literally of what I have read because – I forget a lot. Mm. Um, so there's Goodreads. There is like, so I'm sure we'll get into your bullet journal uh, progress. <laughs> Bujo. Bujo. <laughs> yeah. So bullet journaling is another way. Um, you know, generally spreadsheets. People yeah. can get pretty um, in depth in the old spreadsheet. Yeah. Or just even like uh, my husband uses notes on his phone. Yeah. That's as 
basic as it's it is. pretty simple but yeah, work, yeah it works it does work i have to add in that our mum taught us to track your reading by <laughs> she has always kept an exercise book where you yeah. write what you're borrowing yeah so anyone who borrowed well, this is sort of like adjacent yeah. to tracking your books yeah. but um yeah and she has always done that we pay her out a little bit about it <laughs> but guess who's both doing that now <laughs> Both of us. Do you do it, sir? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we know. So, she taught us. us everything we know. So, like, if you borrow, because mum has a very expensive library. Yeah. Like, rooms. <laughs> not um, even kidding. The closest thing to a Beauty and the Beast library I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with the most love. Yeah. Um, we love it. Yeah, it is great. And so she, yeah, was always, if anyone wanted to borrow anything, you had to write down the date you, you were borrowing it and what you were borrowing. And then mom when would you return it down. If you didn't return it within you a you got to cross it out when you return it. Yeah. DVDs included. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know this. Because <laughs> you've done it. Uh, yeah. Um, I also want to mention Bookstagram is also a way that oh, okay. sometimes some people keep track of their books and what yeah. they've read often yes. because they'll just take a snap. Yeah. You can use the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's another good way. And if you're very um, visually, yeah, I love looking at pretty bookstagrams. So yeah, that's always fun. I'm not very good at doing it that way. I don't know if you've noticed, but our <laughs> Instagram is, you know, we're working on it. <laughs> we do okay. Um, that's something actually that I have heard about fairly recently is being able to track on bookstagram. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what's happening with my throat today, guys. Um, I don't have the Rona. It's just <laughs> early morning. Early um, morning. It's 10 a.m. It's like 10 o'clock. <laughs> that, that's a sign. Um, so, yeah, how a lady, specifically this one person that I follow, used a specific hashtag for everything that she read that year. So she would post oh, a photo of it. Yeah. Um, this was actually Michael and Smith, the Nesta that you love. Yeah. Um, she had a hashtag of what she was reading. And so she would post a photo of it with that hashtag. And then at the end of the year, she could just click on that hashtag and see everything she'd read. That's clever. Genius. Yeah. So people are doing that. I know. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. It's cool. I love that. So what do you use? Well, yeah, like I said, I mainly use Goodreads. Um, And previously, and I also love the the reading challenge aspect of Goodreads. So at the beginning of every year you can set, and this is good, I have mixed feelings about this, but you can set a number of books that you want to read and it'll, like everything you read counts towards that and it'll tick it off and say you're on your goal or like you're a book behind schedule or <laughs> you're ahead of schedule or whatever. So um, that's been very good and for And what are motivation. you now, Vers? I'm eight books ahead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Aren't you the same? Yeah, I am actually. This podcast has been very good for my reading life. It has, um, yeah. So that's been really fun as well and been really good, like, accountability. And I have mixed feelings because I go, Reading should be enjoyable, and it is very enjoyable. <laughs> I don't want to be in a competition with myself or with last year Mercy, who read maybe less or more. Um, but it is a really good, like, I just love ticking off another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another way that I have discovered in the last couple of years is the spreadsheet situation. So there's actually one that I found, I think I was just Googling one day, mm. and I found this one called the Ultimate Reading Spreadsheet, which I will link to in the show notes. Um, which you basically download the file and add it to your Google Drive and then you can just fill it mm. as you go. And you put in, like, all the details, so the title, what date you started, what date you finished, how many pages, what you oh, read it wow. on, like a, was it electronic? Like what format? Yeah, what format. <laughs> yep. Um, 
you can and I you can fill as many details as you want to those are the main ones but then you can go into was the author male or female was the author a person of color was the author was like what genre was it um all this kind of stuff and then at the end it gives you like well as you go it gives you the charts like there's literally pie charts and bar graphs and what your percentages of male to female authors or what genres or what star rating you gave it is bonkers. That is cool. It's very cool. I'm, <coughs> I don't think I'm that committed to well, that. Well, see, this is the thing. I can I've appreciate tried it, it the last two years. Oh, have you? Yeah. Huh. And I get um, maybe to mid-year <laughs> or like May. March. <laughs> March. Sometimes it's been, this year was March because March this year was bonkers. But last year I got like nearly all the way through. And then it was just too much. It was too much yeah. detail. I yeah. didn't always remember to put it in. And so then I had to backdate all these things. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's really, I love the data the yeah. being like, I read this many pages, it, my like it, so it averages out like, um, how your average time of reading a book, like how long it takes you to read a book, right? how many pages you're reading per day. Like, it's very fun and that I is love cool. the data. And as I'm talking about it, I'm like, I should do that. But it's really something you have to start at a new year because I couldn't yeah. possibly backdate everything now. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, it's really yeah, it's really fun, that and I cool. love what comes out of it, and it shows me a lot about my reading life. Yeah, yeah, that so is that's cool. The ultimate reading spreadsheet, and I will link to it. There's lots of ones online, but there's just one that I found that is just a, a Google Drive situation, and ta- like tallies everything for you. All the formulas are preset. It's really that's fun. cool. Yeah, yeah. That. Where you get it from? Was it a was it borrowed? Uh, yep. Was it bought? Oh, oh, the possibilities are endless. All the things. Yeah. So that's another way. <laughs> that me. is cool. We'll definitely have to link that. Yeah. That'll be good. What about you? Yeah, I use Goodreads mainly. Yeah. I have tried in the past to write down like in a just a notebook. Oh, yeah. Um, but my my writing doesn't make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just find Goodreads so easy. Yeah. Because it does it all for you. Yeah, yeah. And it does have enough of the little statistics yeah. at the end that I'm like, I'm happy with that. I don't yes. have to do much work at all. All yeah. I have to say is, yep, I'm reading that Finish or I finished that yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a star rating if I want to. Yeah. And it's all in there. I also love got a got a um little plug for Goodreads and their little widgets. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love at the end of the year how they do your year in, in books. Oh, I love it. And they do this like chart of like the longest title yeah. that you read, the shortest um, the most popular and the yeah. least popular. You know, you can look at that anytime. Yeah. Yeah. I only discovered it like last year. Yeah, that's amazing. And it like shows you by, you can do it by star ratings. So yes. You can look at all your five star ones. Yeah. It does it by number, yeah, number of pages. It's amazing. It is really fun. And I just, like you say, I, I read more because my to-be-read books are on there and yes. so I know what I want to read next so I can just go straight in <clears throat> rather than yeah. waiting for it. Or, you know, I make sure that I'm on top of that. Yeah. So that really helps me read more. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, before I, before Goodreads was like a big thing or I discovered it. Yeah. There's all these books that I would have read and I cannot remember what they are. Yeah. Because I don't have them written down anywhere. Yes. Before yeah. I started tracking. Yep. I would only know if someone said, have you read this? I'm like, oh yeah, I did read that. But I don't have a visual reminder. Mm. And like, I, I go, oh, there's so many books there that I want to look back on and remember yeah <laughs> um or even yeah like there would be years or even books I read as a kid that I'm like I love those books what Forgot were they that. yeah um and I don't know because I have no way of 
reading, reading, like I'm um, tracking them. I'm also thinking about um, as my kids get older, how mm. I'm going to track their reading because mm. I think that too. Yeah. Um, like I would have liked to know what I read and what yeah. age I was when I read things. Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking about now how I'm going to do that with them, and mm. I think it would also be good for them to learn. Yeah. You know, to sort of ha- take that pride in their yeah, what they're yeah. achieving in their. Yeah. They do it sort of at school, but not super like yeah. rigid. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I might just give them a little notebook or something like yeah. that. I had thought of just even like, um, what it was, the author, and yeah. what date they finished, or yeah. something like yeah. that. Just really simple, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> how's your uh, bullet journal going? Look, I have started <laughs> laying it out. It's a little bit more effort. Time intensive. Yeah, mm. I've had a busy week. Not that that's anything. <laughs> More than anybody else, you know. I'm just using that as an excuse. Really. That's fine. You can use it as an excuse. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have started laying out my monthly yep. pages. Yep. Oh, sorry, yearly and then monthly. Yep. I have yet to get to the daily yep. ones. But, yeah, it's in the works. Nice. What I would ultimately, like, if I was a lady of leisure, which sometimes I am. <laughs> Are you implying that I am? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so what I'm about to say will not be. I would love to have, like, a book with where I've like what I've read and then a bit of my own synopsis of them or like a review or like what I felt about it um because I find those are the things that I don't remember like I can remember titles and whether I'm like yeah I liked it or no I didn't but I would like to know more about it and like what genre was it what did it remind me of are there other books similar like I would love to have a bit more (laughs) yeah um a bit more of I don't know detail and just my own feelings about books because I think sometimes I don't know if you find this too so I have the tendency to just race through books maybe because I'm trying to complete my reading (laughs) challenge on Goodreads (laughs) but like I'll finish one and just start the next one yeah I often don't take time to like think about it which is fine I don't think you need to if you're that kind of person but Mm. sometimes I would like to have that record yeah Mm. I was only thinking yesterday how we usually write a few notes for our episodes like Mm. on I don't know if you can tell sometimes you can't (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to get better with this but I um I was only thinking yesterday that I should like put all mine just list them all in a document just so I have them yeah that just reminded me so just so I can have little notes on what I thought like like ones we've talked about yeah like Mm. our current reads yeah yeah I mean we I did attempt to start that from the beginning and then I lost track. <laughs> I mean, look, all these things take time and yes. if you can't do that, totally fine. Totally fine. You do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I think, yeah, the main thing I think is just to have them written down somewhere or have a track of them somewhere yeah. because then you at least know what you've read and what you thought about it. I, do you give star ratings to everything, Sam? <laughs> I can't. Why? I don't know. I feel really <laughs> rude if it's anything less. So often the ones that I really like, I'll give five or four. Yeah. yeah. And then below that, or even if sometimes I like to think about a book first before yeah. I give it a star rating because sometimes time changes it, yep. if that makes sense. Yep, yep. So <laughs> I don't even want to reveal the secret about me because <laughs> I feel like don't just think if I haven't started a book, yeah. I didn't like it. Yes. But if I didn't like it and I finished it, because often I just won't finish something if I don't like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I either really didn't like it yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to give it a one or two star <laughs> or I just am not sure what I think about it yet. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Fair. Yeah. 
Often at the end of the year, I'll go back and maybe star them. Oh, really? Which could be like a little skewed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, everything was five stars. You get a five star. You get a five star. No, but sometimes I just need that time yeah. to, yeah, that's to process. Yeah. What about you? Um, I make myself star them straight Do you? away. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Do you feel bad for low yeah, stars? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I, I do, like, debate over them for a little while sometimes. <laughs> Usually I can definitely tell if it's a five-star. I don't think yeah. I've ever one star a book. I haven't either. The lowest seems, I've done well, is Well, that's because you haven't, <laughs> haven't started. It's just sitting there unstarred in your good reviews. <laughs> Unless I fully hated a book yeah. and then I'll start. <laughs> Then I have strong opinions. I just go, what are the chances this one author is going to look at my thing and go, oh, that person gave me a three. They must hate me. Probably a zero. See, a three is still solid. Yeah, I still I still think three is a good read. Yep. Like Jane Austen Society, that was a three star for me. Yep. Wasn't amazing. Wasn't terrible. But it was solid. It. Yeah. Yep. But I have given a couple of twos. That's kind of the lowest I've ever been. <laughs> We would love to hear your yeah. uh, what you star rate things or if you do. And if you're on Goodreads, friend us. Yeah. Because then we can get recommendations from you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I get a lot of my recommendations from what other people are Yeah, doing. totally. Okay, so that's our deep dive for this week. We love to hear your feedback and your comments. So you can contact us on thebookplace.pod on Instagram. And... Uh, you can also rate and review us or subscribe to the podcast on yeah. iTunes or uh, Spotify or anywhere you find yeah. the podcast on whatever you listen to. All so, of the <laughs> Google, uh, Overcast. Yep, all, all the things. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Yeah. We are loving having this little community yes. on here. So it's really fun. All right, Mess, what is bringing you joy this week? Well, guys, if you listened last week, you'll know that I was on Struggle Street trying to remember <laughs> the thing that I had thought about for What's Bringing Us Joy. And like we guessed, I thought about it later that day. <laughs> I remember <Great>. it. <laughs> so what it, it's still bringing me joy, so it's still relevant. Oh, excellent. Um, and that is that I have bought a silk pillowcase, <laughs> um, which sounds like such a luxury, <laughs> bougie item. <laughs> but... It is so good. So it's meant to be like, it's a bit all the rage at the moment, but um, they're meant to be really good for your skin and your hair because they don't um, snag or cause friction while you're sleeping like cotton ones do and like <laughs> cause wrinkles and stuff like that or make your hair really frizzy, which is the main reason I got it. Um, and it doesn't, with all the skincare that we do that we've talked about, doesn't like soak in all your stuff that you put on your face. So very superficial reasons but it also just feels so like luxurious i feel like i'm in a hotel every night <laughs> so, well, um, sorry, just so nice and cool it is so nice and cool so i bought one from go to there because it's actually cheaper than most places i found that was yeah. still 100 silk on both sides mm. um and it's just been and it says hey cute face on it so i feel good about so it so you feel good every <laughs> night when you yeah. go to bed you do have a cute face thanks <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> Thanks, pillowcase. Um, so that has been bringing me a lot of joy and will continue to. Yeah. So it's really good. I love my silk pillowcase. Yeah. I've had one for the last year or so and yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm finding that my hair, I, I struggle with thin hair. Right. I don't know if it's, it's probably a combination of things. Yeah. But because I usually like, I'm, it's not catching. Yeah, it's not breaking. dragging and yep. breaking my 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 skin, Ew. my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my hair is healthier. Yeah. It's it feels thicker because it's not getting 
broken. I also think that scrunchie use is helping. <laughs> Side note. Sorry. <laughs> Throw out for scrunchies. <laughs> I really have a lot of bringing me joy this week. But love my silk pillowcase. Great one. Yeah. Um, my thing that's bringing me joy was yes. a podcast episode. Um, by it's that sounds fun oh, podcast yeah. by Annie F Downs. Mm-hmm. She's doing a thing because it's summer over in the US, so she's doing an Ennea summer. Oh yeah, uh, talking about all the Enneagram types, mm-hmm. and I'm a six, as I have mentioned yes. before. And she did this episode with two uh, friends of hers, and there was just it was really fun because. Like, who doesn't love, like, hearing about themselves? Yeah. And, like, it's really fun. So if you know what your Enneagram is, go check her hers out. Yeah. Um, I just had one little quote from it, though, where her male guest, his name was Curtis, and he said they were talking about getting places early, like sixes like to be on time oh, yeah. and getting places early. And he said that he will like to get places early and sit in his car around the corner and just wait till it's the proper time. And I was like, oh, that's so me. <laughs> the amount of times I'm in my car yes, reading or on my phone because I'm just like having some chill out time. You don't want to be too early. I don't want to be stressed by being late, but I'd rather be early and sit around the corner in my car. <laughs> that's so funny. So uh, I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's what's been bringing us joy. We would love to hear from you about anything that's bringing you joy. But we hope you have a lovely week uh, and get some reading in. Happy listening, everyone. Have a great day. See you later. See ya.